Zongbo and welcome to a brand new season of Bhutan's first podcast, Hello from Bhutan. I am Namge Zang. Starting this season off is the Director General of the Tourism Council of Bhutan, Doji Tradro. We will be talking about tourism with particular focus on high-value, low-volume tourism, a policy unique to Bhutan. Before we talk about the policy, sir, I wanted to ask you about how you're feeling now, especially because we've had a group of tourists, a large group of tourists actually entering Bhutan already in the country and with our COVID relaxations. Lah. Actually, uh, I, I'm feeling still very nervous with the one group here after a two and, almost two and a half years uh, of no tourists. And finally, we have one group here. And why I am feeling nervous is because I'm not really so sure whether we are uh, fully prepared for this. So because of that, uh, uh, but at the same time, of course, definitely excited uh, because uh, tourism is important to Bhutan and we need to start having uh, having tourists. When will you stop feeling nervous and more confident than Lhasa? <laughs> That's a good question. So I, I would say, so therefore, I would feel more comfortable if tourists starts coming only by September, October, by this fall season. Because... Uh, now, as you know, in uh, this the situation in our country, the COVID is really spreading so rampantly. And like, why I'm really feeling nervous is because I'm really scared that if our tourists, after coming to Bhutan, if they get infected with COVID, and that's that's not going to be good for Bhutan, brand Bhutan, uh, tourists coming to Bhutan and getting uh, infected. And there's a very high, high chance that uh, the way the COVID is spreading at this point in time, so I'm thinking that maybe at least by uh, this might go on till June and then maybe slowly it will recede and maybe by September, October, I feel even the COVID situation in our country should be much more stable. Yes, in terms of timeline, September, October, the fall season should be the time when we should be getting our tourists and I would feel much more uh, comfortable, actually. <laughs> this kind of, I think, uh, honesty and I think uh, being candid about the situation on the ground isn't commonplace. It's quite refreshing, actually, to hear it from Sir. I mean, everywhere in the world, they open up to tourism. I think this is the last thing you would hear from a country saying, oh, you know, we want to be careful still. So it's quite refreshing to hear, Sir. Thanks for your honesty, Lab. Before we talk about the policy, because we've already talked about the tourists coming in and about you feeling that maybe we aren't exactly positioned in the best uh, manner at this point. But TCP has been working the last couple of months, even though we weren't open to tourism, you have been doing this clean and safe assessment. It's a new thing. So if you could just shed a little bit of light on this. Lab. Yes, uh, just like any other destination. I mean, we have been also preparing, getting ourselves ready in case if we need to open up. Then because of the COVID now globally also, it is almost become a normal standard that uh, any destinations when we host, start hosting a tourist, there should be a minimum clean and safe uh, standards. And we, uh, we have also developed one, adapted ourselves uh, a standard on clean and safe uh, certification based on the international standard and which has been actually uh, locally developed uh, with the full support from not only TCB, we involved Ministry of Health. In fact, they are the uh, authority on this. So Ministry of Health, uh, TCB, and even Ministry of Agriculture through BAFRA. Uh, so we sat together and we came up with a, a standard. And then that uh, clean and safe certification has to be availed by all the tourism stakeholders if they want to start hosting a tourist. So for instance, a hotel should be clean and safe certified. A tour operator should be clean and safe certified. A guide should be uh, clean and uh, safe uh, certified. So any stakeholders that are going to get uh, involved in hosting a tourist when we start uh, getting a tourist, they have to have this uh, this certification. Otherwise, they will be not 
allowed to uh, host or operate uh, tourists actually. What about the group of tourists that have already come in? So I'm guessing that TC must have vetted all of the services and the service providers and then only allowed the tourists to come in? Yes, yes, we uh, we did that very strictly. And in fact, we are doing this very strictly. So we also have at this point in time one or two proposals. So we are still betting. And those uh, screen and safe certification, we have actually rolled out uh, months, months, months back, actually. And it was... Uh, uh, advocated and informed the public through BBS, through Kinsel, through social media. And actually people can, uh, we, we had a different options. They, we conducted this uh, training, uh, certification training um, uh, in, in person also, wherever possible. And also there's uh, still an option that they can apply, do this uh, online actually. But somehow not uh, not everybody for various reasons could not uh, I mean, avail this opportunity. So therefore some of these proposals when they were applying for uh, to bring a tourist under mandatory foreign quarantine, they wouldn't have met uh, some of this. So therefore, we we don't allow. So the present group we have strictly uh, followed this uh, since that is going to be our first uh, group here. And in fact, as I expressed earlier, this present group just now they are in Bumtang, and we are actually monitoring their situation. So wherever they go, wherever whichever hotel they stay, and in fact, for this group, TCB people even after having certified the. Uh, those uh, service providers with clean and safe, but we made sure that we again reconfirm by sending our colleagues in person to those uh, facilities to check uh, whether all things are in place. That's so, that's so quite rigorous. Doing it a very uh, due diligence lab. TCP was recognized as one of the most innovative organizations in tourism policy in 2021. And in the interview, sir, you've attributed this uh, to our unique policy and also to our Fordrug Gelpola, who conceived of this high value, low volume tourism. Um, let's talk about this unique policy. I know quite a few people who want to come into Bhutan criticize this thing. Oh, we are being so strict. But tell us a little bit about why it's important to Bhutan. Yes, I think you're very right. Uh... For that policy, I think we have been given that uh, recognition as the most innovative in tourism policy. And as you know, this policy uh, is almost, uh, we in fact, we just celebrated uh, in uh, last December, uh, Golden Jubilee of Department of Tourism and also the tourism policy itself. So it is a half century old tourism policy, but what we are saying is this, uh, this policy will be there for all times to come. It has been the past, it is the present, and it's going to be the future uh, tourism policy. And while many things are, are said to be not uh, carved in stone, but I, I, I always uh, say that uh, this tourism policy is something that carved in stone, nothing can change this. Now, having said this, uh, I also want to make uh, here, uh, I mean, clarify that we have not achieved this policy goal, high value, low volume. If, we, if you ask me, have we achieved this? No, we have not. So our policy goal is uh, policy is that, and we are still pursuing this. Because uh, in fact, we, I, I can be very honest uh, uh, in, say, uh, in kind of confessing, we have not even reached, you can say, halfway through. Because uh, when you talk about high value, low volume, we are basically talking about two things here. One is that any tourist coming to Bhutan, even in terms of their uh, spending, should be quite high. It has to be really high in terms of spending. And then to, to compensate for that, the services that they get uh, while being a tourist in Bhutan should be also very high uh, in terms of these uh, service standards. So they should, whether it be experience, whether it be in hotel or guiding or transport, or go to a, a tourism uh, sites and all, it has to be of highest uh, standard. Uh, no, So when you talk about high value, but in the, both uh, cases, we have not been fulfilled because 250 as of now, the highest is 250. 
supposed to be the minimum daily package rate. And we know that for, for fact that 250 per day per person, which take care of your meals, which take care of a minimum of three stars, standard uh, accommodation, uh, uh, you know, chauffeur, uh, dedicated uh, car and tour guide full time. So for all this put together and for 250, even if you pay 250, that is not, uh, I mean, high spending for a, for a tourist. So therefore, even from the cost point of view, it's not high value. We have not achieved this. And then from the services, definitely. I mean, you and I can tell, we being a botanist, we know very well the situation here. You talk about the roadside amenities. We talk about the sites. You go to the hotels. The food you talk about. Still, uh, you have a huge you know, way to, you know, I mean, make a improvement there. So therefore, we have not achieved. But our effort is there. We have to make this. So therefore, uh, maybe you can say almost like 99% of tourists that come to Bhutan, despite this situation, they still go happy, I think. Maybe well, I think one or 2% may go unhappy, but uh, because we are making effort. But that should not uh, make us complacent because our policy is high value, low volume. So we have to all, especially the Bhutanese tourism stakeholders, have to realize this. We have not achieved this at all. And we have a long way to go and we have to continue to uh, work towards this and so that is why i think bhutan's tourist tourism policy is a unique uh, uh, in a sense that uh, we will be never satisfied with the services that we provide or in terms of of the value that um, they have to spend now uh, let's, would you have then a timeline of when you think we would be able to achieve the standard we want when it comes to provision of services and the experience of tourism now? it is quite tricky i mean it can be very short Provided that every all the stakeholders uh, uh, work together, you know, we support each other and we think and work alike, then maybe it can be achieved uh, quite soon. But uh, if that doesn't happen, then it might take uh, quite a while, actually. So basically, what I'm saying is, for instance, just pre-COVID in 2019, we know that uh, we have quite a big number of tourists, actually, 315,000, which is quite a big number uh, comparing to our population, to, to our infrastructures that that we have and the value that we got from 350,000 again we know that uh, it was not really a high value so we need to also now relook at the the number of tourists that uh, we bring in in a country versus the spending that they, that they do and also at the same time the services that we can because if the number goes really high and if the payment uh, spending is low so naturally the services will be low because the our our stakeholders or operators will be not able to pay high prices for the food for instance i mean they have to negotiate because they're getting less money from the from the tourists so it is it is kind of a vicious cycle so therefore if we have to achieve this uh, policy of high value low volume exclusive uh, you know destination then we need to change the profile of the tourists for instance maybe we need to get a more really high spending uh, tourist has to come here then accordingly when they are giving us a big money then we definitely we can also afford to give uh, that is one aspect i think i have to uh, clarify here because bhutan being a jnh country again we are not seeing tourism policies very much uh, materialistic we are not seeing this so while we pursue this the monetary part but at the same time the other soft component uh, in terms of services income terms of the human touch that is a kind of inherent and something again we need to build up on this so going forward to achieve this high value low volume i have been again in some kind of a similar interview i have said that we should be adopting a new economic it may not be new uh, there's a economic model called less is more you get more from less so that's something that suits very well with our high value low, low volume and again we are not doing this as of now 
So something that we really need to. Less is more in terms of numbers, Lassa, you're talking about la number of tourists. Less is more? Yes, it could mean that, yes. So you bring a less tourist, you get more. But uh, at this point in time, that uh, that is not the case. How do we ensure low volume, though, of tourists? Because I remember pre-COVID, I mean, areas like Takchang, even if locals were going there, you saw the complaints that came from the locals as well. We can't even do a proper pilgrimage. And then we had these tourists. We had a lot of regional tourists. We had a lot of tourists coming in uh, from the western parts of the world. And everybody gathered there, having paid, I mean, with most regional tourists, we didn't even have the minimum daily package rate there. So that has changed. And then now there's quite a few changes that are coming for post-COVID tourists, right? Exactly. I mean, that... That's a very good uh, case uh, wherein we were going a little bit off track our policy because you just highlighted, for example, in Taksang, even the local Bhutanese were not getting a space there to offer Nyender in the temples and all because the number of tourists were really high. So that is something that we really need to uh, address actually. So in whatever way possible and not only for local Bhutanese, even for tourists who are there, they should be also feeling the same. I mean, they should feel very calm and peaceful. So that kind of a policy I'm talking about, less is more. Uh, basically, in terms of value, in, in terms of... Because even if you get one tourist, as I said earlier, I'm getting very nervous because I we don't want our tourists to be infected here with COVID, no? So it is in our decision whether to accept or not. But once we have accepted the tourists inside our, inside our country, we should uh, treat them as our guests, real guests. Give them the best of the best, you know, experiences and services. But in the past, I think we have not been able to do this because we have been a little bit going off track. But now, uh, post-COVID, I think that's something we should really strengthen. We should make sure that Bhutan is really an exclusive destination. So it is not an open-door policy. But whoever can come to Bhutan, they should go really feel, oh, I've come to Bhutan. Of course, even as of now, they're feeling this. Uh, most, most tourists are feeling this. But post-COVID, I think we should really make that as a norm rather than an you know, exception. Any tourists coming to Bhutan, they should feel really exclusive, really high-end. There's no other place like in Bhutan. They have to feel like that. Yes. Then what are the challenges that you foresee in realizing this? What are the opportunities? Lesser? Challenges, definitely there are challenges. Now, this is something that, uh, that might actually lead to some compromises and sacrifices uh, in the immediate uh, future because this would mean some stakeholders will be will be losing in the short term but in the long term even who are going to lose at this point in time one or two years might again you know they will also start benefiting the general public including ourselves myself uh, even if i'm in this business uh, i would expect uh, something that will be interest to me as a businessman would be an immediate benefit no what i get out of this this year i'm not interested uh, or what will come after five years. So that will be the biggest challenge um, I would see. But down the line, that is the best for our country, I would say, for our future generation. And I, I just wanted to share this. Tourism is like any other natural resources, a strategic valuable asset for the nation. So therefore, it has to be benefiting not only the present generation, it also also benefit the future generation of Putinists. So therefore, it is a strategic valuable asset. So to do this, we have to follow that kind of a policy or vision. Yes, looking at sustainable tourism. Yes, exactly. Despite these challenges, it's also an exciting time. I mean, when I was talking to Sir just, uh, I mean, a few weeks back for another article that I was doing, Sir had talked about our one tourism policy, quite a shift in how we're going to deal with tourists. So, I mean, it's an exciting time too, Sir Mola. 
Yes, yes. Oh, th- thank you very much. I think that's also very important that I wanted to touch upon. Now, the big thing again after post-COVID is one tourism policy. Now, in the past, we had these two categories, but now going forward, of course, we may not be able to do this immediately, but just, uh, at the earliest possible, any tourist coming to Bhutan will be treated as one same guest, regardless of their nationalities, because pre-COVID, that was not the case. In fact, you know, we have been criticized as a being uh, our policy being and practice being discriminatory because of the no regulations for one group and they highly regulated for other group and the other group was also paying something for the services and they were given a VIP treatment whereas the other group were left on their own which is not good for both the tourist categories and also for our policy and also for the nation so therefore uh, it is a deliberate attempt uh, already adopted in the tourism policy we have to make one tourism system uh, at the earliest possible time what would you like to say at the end to people who could be potential visitors to Bhutan now that we've opened up to tourists? Yes, so my message would be now most of you who have heard about Bhutan, I'll be repeating, but for especially for those who have not heard about Bhutan before or not been to Bhutan, I would like to say Bhutan is really going to be a special. Pre-COVID, it was special, but post-COVID is really going to be special. It's going to be really exclusive. And those people who can make it to Bhutan will definitely feel that uh, they have achieved something in their life, having been to Bhutan. So that is the offer that I'm, I'm making to you all. And from our side, uh, we will like to uh, invite a warm uh, artist. Uh, welcome to our country. This podcast is brought to you in collaboration with the Tourism Council of Bhutan.